0: Hi, friend. Welcome to Holly's Highlights, a podcast designed to encourage, inspire, and equip you to intentionally live your life full of purpose. I'm your host, Holly Kirby, motivational speaker, leadership cultivator, marketing strategist, and personal cheerleader. Let's check out today's highlights. Holly's Highlights Podcast has been nominated as Spark Media Fan Awards Best Solo Show. Would you help recognize Holly's Highlights Podcast by taking a moment to cast your vote? Simply visit Holly's Facebook at Holly's Highlights or her Instagram at Holly Kirby and click the bio link to vote. Or check out today's show notes for the link. Voting period ends September 23rd, so vote today. Hello, my friends. I hope you had a wonderful Labor Day. Our family went to the cabin for the holiday weekend and it looked a little different than normal. Last week was my son's birthday and he decided for the first time he wanted to have a family party one day and a friend party another day later on in the week. So for the family party, he wanted to play a game of speed, basketball all together. And then he wanted to go down to his old elementary school and play a game of kickball. So cousins and uncles, aunts, all of us were down there to play a game of kickball. And it had been a hot day. It had been a long day. We were about done to ready to be done. And, and I I think I was up at my last time to be able to kick the ball and when I got up there and kicked it, I mean I kicked good too. It was it was hitting out of there for sure. But all of a sudden, I I heard this loud pop. <laughs> Fast forward to the Instacare, I found out that I tore my gastrocnemius muscle. And for those of you who aren't familiar with what that is, it is your calf muscle. So I am on crutches and unable to walk. So it's made. Definitely an interesting week for us. But then fast forward a few more days later, my son and my daughter were at youth group for church, and I got a phone call that they thought my son had broke his wrist or broke his arm. So once again, fast forward to Instacare, after an x-ray, we found out for sure he had a buckled fracture. And of course, it was his dominant hand, his right hand. So uh, this Labor Day has looked a little different. And my daughter has really stepped up to the plate and helped both of us out. And especially going to the cabin for Labor Day has really helped uh, load and unload and, and just assist us at however she could. So I'm so grateful for her help. But Again, interestingly enough for this Labor Day, we just had our limitations, but it was still a good relaxing one for sure. Now I'm thankful for time away with my family. I'm thankful for any time with my family. And so Labor Day is always a great time for us to be able to get away and spend that time together, but especially because it's also around my dad's birthday. My dad's birthday usually falls on if not like the day before or the day after Labor Day. So I've just always associated Labor Day with my dad's birthday. But Labor Day actually, according to the US Department of Labor has been rooted in the late 19th century when labor activists pushed for a federal holiday to recognize the many contributions that workers have made to America's strength and prosperity and well-being. Now, there is controversy as to who founded Labor Day. Some records show Peter J. McGuire, who was a co-founder of the American Federation of Labor, and others show Matthew McGuire, who was secretary of the Central Labor Union in New York. But one thing is for sure, The holiday was for the laboring class. Now, according to National Geographic, the first Labor Day parade dates back even before Congress legalized the holiday on September 5th, 1882, when New York City union leaders took unpaid time off to march through the New York City streets, having picnics and watching fireworks and dancing. So therefore, some of you may associate still today Labor Day with having barbecues and having that day off of work. And others may still see Labor Day as more of an end of summer, especially since school is starting back up around then. And this actually brings about an old adage of not wearing white after Labor Day. The Farmer's Almanac tells us that back in the 1900s, the elite often got away to coastal cottages to signify more of that end of summer with a little vacation or that final getaway for Labor Day, whereas the average laborer had to get back to work around Labor Day, which meant switching out their darker clothing because white Often revealed stains from them working. So that distinctive, making it the elite only wearing white and the laborers not being able to wear white after a labor day. So, kind of interesting there. Now, some things change with time. There are plenty of people, laborers and elite, who nowadays wear white after Labor Day. It is okay, (laughs) but I'll probably always continue to associate Labor Day with my dad's birthday. So, as I think of my dad and his work throughout the years as a laborer, I thought today's episode would be a tribute to both my dad and Labor Day, as there are three areas that really stick out to me in laboring where we could learn a few things to apply to our lives. As Steve Jobs said, your work is going to fill a large part of your life, and the only way to be truly satisfied is to do what you believe is great work, and the only way to do great work is to love what you do. If you haven't found it yet, keep looking. Don't settle. As with all matters of the heart, you'll know when you find it. Now, first thing that we're going to look at is just that, in our work. Just as Labor Day signified the hardworking class, the laborer, that is exactly what I have seen in my dad throughout the years, having a strong work ethic and a job he loves doing, which has been ministry. I've always known my dad to be the leader in his ministry profession. Yet as a leader, I never saw him lead as a dictator, but as one who invested in growing others and including their thoughts and their inputs and leading by example, not a do as I say, not as I do leader, but one more of a, I won't ask you to do something I'm not willing to do myself. And then one who then made the tough decisions that had to be made. So three specific takeaways I've learned from my dad's work ethics would be first off, do your best, not just what will get you by. Colossians 3.23 comes to mind here, telling us, whatever you do, work heartily. as for the Lord and not for men. My dad has always said, do the right thing, especially when no one is looking. And when it has come to remodels or large purchases, he's always advised, do it right the first time. Now, another thing that I've learned from my dad's work ethics here that I think are good takeaways is live out your purpose. We can often try to do things just like our predecessor did, but that may not be how we are to do it. My dad often went to work where the places were in horrible financial ruin, and he had a way of turning them around. I'm talking one place was literally at the point of having the doors closed, but part of my dad's purpose has always been to step in, teach the teams how to be good stewards and turn things around. Now, by the same token, my brother seemed to be moved to locations within his company that were in need of fixing. Once again, just like my dad, my brother had a gift of stepping in, teaching others how to become leaders and learn business principles that truly turn things around. Now, they both had significant purposes in their positions. I mean, can you imagine how discouraging walking into messes can be? You know, just as you get one cleaned up, you walk into the next one. And yet that's where they were often called so whatever you may be feeling about your job seek to live out your purpose and the third one would be leave well i fully believe that there are going to be you know seasons and and sometimes we come to an end of a season in our work and so before leaving a job just make sure that we have another one lined up. My mom would always get on to us about that. Have a, have another job before you, you switch to another job. That's just wise stewardship, right? But dad has also taught us to leave well. And this includes notice to your job. Typically two weeks is suitable. But for those of us in leadership roles, more along a, a month notice is showing respect to your employer. And it also shows respect to your coworkers. Now, add to that, you don't want to ever burn bridges. And yes, sometimes we dream of that drop the mic moment, but is that leaving with your head held high in a way that is honoring and with integrity? Now, I do the interviewing for my company, so I've heard every excuse in the book, including, well, my other job wanted me to start earlier. Well, any job who won't show respect to you or your employer to not give two weeks probably isn't an employer worth working for. And an employee who doesn't give two weeks notice to a company probably isn't going to show respect in doing so for the next either. So do your best, live out your purpose, and leave well. Now, I've had the pleasure of interviewing some wise men here on Holly's Highlights Podcast, so I'd encourage you to check out interview with my brother, Scott, who talks about being a leader others follow in Season 1, Episode 3, and then also an interview with my senior church pastor, Kevin, who talked about leading teams, and that's in Season 2, Episode 6. Now, as we look at uh, just, again, how to to have some things to take away in this laboring and where we can apply some things in our life, the first one we looked at is work. The second one is going to be through service. Often Labor Day can be confused with that of being a patriotic holiday, such as the Fourth of July or Memorial Day or Veterans Day or even Flag Day. And in a way, it is as our servicemen and women work hard at protecting, defending, and honoring our country. The Department of Veteran Affairs backs this up as stating the Labor Day is a good time to acknowledge the extraordinary work done by our active duty service people to maintain a safe America. They even go on to say we should also acknowledge the work of our veterans and their service and sacrifice. Now, I'm proud of my family heritage and service to our country. My grandfather in the Army, my uncle in the Marines, my brother-in-law in the Navy, and my dad in the Air Force. And even though my dad has often shared about his experience or time in the military, there have been three specific ways or areas, things that I've learned from what he has and when he has shared. The first of those three being challenges often reveal our character. My dad was just nearing his final week of boot camp when he came down with measles. Now, this prohibited him from being able to even finish with his group. And instead, they made him go back and join another group who was not even halfway through boot camp. So in the midst of it all, dad didn't complain. He simply just did and followed through with what he was told and asked to do. Not really asked in the military, right? You're told. Now this revealed a lot about his character to the next staff sergeant of his second group that he ended up with. So Dad almost became a trainer of sorts and and just kind of worked right alongside that staff ser- sergeant. So he helped the the next group of, of guys to be able to finish boot camp. Was not finishing with his group a disappointment? Yeah. Was going back and having to redo half a boot camp discouraging? Absolutely. But how dad handled himself in the midst of the challenges was noticed by those around him and saw him as a leader as a result. So the next time you have a hurdle in your day, a setback at work, we could do well to learn from our servicemen and women of having perseverance in finishing strong because our challenges reveal our character. The second one in his service is to embrace the moment. My dad served in Vietnam, and daily, he had to take a bus from his station back to the barracks. Well, one day, someone came to talk with him, and he doesn't even really remember who or what it was about, but point being is it delayed him getting back to his bus. And as he hustled out, he saw a group of people running toward a loud uh, noise and, and basically cloud of smoke. Well, come to find out, the bus he was to be on that he rode from the station back to the barracks every day had just been blown up. How many times has a delay come about in our day? A meeting that ended late, an appointment that didn't arrive on time, a timeline that got moved up or pushed back. And how do we typically respond to such inconveniences and delays? Frustrated, right? But what if we could see the bigger picture? Perhaps we'd be more content to simply embrace the moment we're in. So, you wanna get that promotion? That's great. But meanwhile, embrace the season you're in right now, the work you're doing right now, those you're leading right now. Work hard, be proud of your accomplishments, but don't forget to embrace the moment you're in now. Just as dad was delayed from being on that bus, our delays might be for our good. So simply embrace the moment. And the third one would be listen. My dad just celebrated his 50th year from being honorably discharged from the military, and our entire family gathered at his home where we got to hear about my brother-in-law's service in the Navy and my dad's service in the Air Force. There was such pride. There was emotion. There was memories that were being shared that were, that were hard to share, and there were questions that were never even asked. We all simply listened. Now, in doing so, we learned some things about my dad and my brother-in-law that we didn't know. We were able to show our respect for each of them, our love toward them, impatiently hearing what they had to say, their experiences told, and the impact made on them as a result of their service. The same goes of us in our jobs. Listening to those who have gone before us at work can aid us in preserving history, mentor us in what's worked and what hasn't worked. And listening to our coworkers can show such signs of respect and patience and hearing each other out. Our experiences, our perspectives, and how to work is impacting our lives. My dad has always said, God gave us two ears and one mouth for a reason. Listen more than we speak. It can go a long way in life overall. Now, we've had a, a few episodes on Holly's Highlights that seem to touch on these or or the area of service. Two specifically would be season one, episode five, where we talk about being a leader of character. And then season three, episode 26, in the gift of being present. So through our work, through our service, and that third and final is going to be through having a servant heart. Now, my parents have always exemplified having a servant heart taking meals to people, sitting with them in the hospital, even going on missions trips to serve those in different countries, such as Haiti and Belize, and even right here in the US. One missions trip we went on in Madras, Oregon, and And then, there was a lot of hard manual yard work for uh, some shut-ins that were there. So my dad's group was known as the weed and bleed team because they truly put their best effort in making the ladies' yard look just immaculate compared to the jungle conditions that we arrived to it being. Well, my parents were truly laborers of love and their servant hearts as a result have easily left some takeaways within that servant heart. First of all, knowing your limits. My dad would always ask people, anything I can do for you? And this irritated the living daylights out of my mom as being a full-time elementary school teacher, she would tell him, if they say babysitting, you're doing it by yourself. (laughs) She knew her limits. Now, it's important, though, to, to know our limits in working and serving others so that we can set boundaries and set ourselves up for success, not for failure, and protect our values and our priorities and our time. And this has helped me when returning to the workforce. As a woman of faith, attending church every Sunday and also on Wednesdays for Bible study is extremely important to me. So I made sure to look for something that was closed on Sundays and would allow me Wednesday night flexibility to be able to uh, attend what I valued. And as a single mom, it's a top priority to me to, to make sure that I'm always there for my kids, that they aren't latchkey kids nor ever saw a day of childcare. So finding a job that allowed me to be a mom first was crucial. Kind of like that country song, you got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. You've got to know your limits. Second one is, is show appreciation to others through that servant heart. My dad used to make it a priority to host an annual volunteer appreciation dinner for those who had volunteered in the churches where he pastored. And my mom often cooked the meals as kids served it, and then he'd strive to have something special within the evening. Maybe it was a skit, comedy routine, just something to have a fun night. And as budgets grew, he was able to allocate a bit more towards this special night to where we eventually held it in a restaurant. And my, my sister and I would gather donations from places all over the state to where every volunteer went home with a gift of sorts, like movie tickets and restaurant gift cards and hotel night stays and you name it. Well, this became such an exciting night and basically everyone longed for this event that we didn't have any issues getting people to step up to volunteer in various positions throughout the year. Because everyone wanted to receive that invite to this the special appreciation night, right? Well, according to LinkedIn, appreciation makes us feel valued and motivates us to do better. It goes on to list benefits such as build relationships, boost morale, enhance performance, creates a positive culture, and even improves our mental health. But what I took away from it and seeing my dad make sure to appreciate others each year as he did, was it kept him humble and others focused. Now, I like 1 Thessalonians 5.11 and how it puts it, therefore encourage one another and build one another up, just as you're doing. Third part of serve at heart is to give thanks. My dad has returned from many a visit to a hospital, a funeral home, a visit at somebody's home, or he has given thanks. We just aren't walking that road. You know, he himself has been diagnosed with cancer, and he had to bury his wife of 51 years who also died of cancer. And and yet his response in both has been to give thanks for what has been. Time and time again, I have seen my dad serve, sacrifice, and suffer, and in all, give thanks. So simply put, having a servant heart, a heart that looks outward to put others' needs above our own, to care for those around us, you know, family, friends, strangers, when temptations might be to wallow in self-pity or focus on our needs or turn a blind eye to those we can serve, we can choose to give thanks for the opportunities we have to show care and love for those around us. So as laborers, no matter what we face, no matter the trial, the temptation, the frustration, or the failures, we can follow First Thessalonians 5.16. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. Now, once again, we've had some inspiring interviews here on Holly's Highlights podcast on these topics too, such as Shantae, who after losing her husband in the line of duty, shares with us how to make a positive impact in our community. That was in season one, episode four, and then how to have a grateful heart, which is season one, episode seven. So whether it be as a laborer in your work, in service, or as one having a servant heart, we can look at doing your best, living your purpose, ending or leaving well, being mindful that your challenges will often reveal your character, embracing the moment, having patience to listen, knowing our limits, showing appreciation, and above all, giving thanks. On that note, although we didn't meet our goal of 90 kids sponsored for the New Kiskea Christian School in Haiti, their superintendent wrote me the most gracious email encouraging me that we had great impact. So thank you. Thank you for all of those who have listened to these past three episodes as we looked into a kind of an educational series here on Holly's Highlights Podcast and have either prayed for New Kiskea Christian School or checked out their website or even for those who gave. I hope that as we go about our day, we will seek opportunities to use our time and our talents and our blessings to show care to others around us. Well, as you head back to work after hopefully an enjoyable Labor Day weekend, may you be uplifted and encouraged in the days and the weeks and the months, even the year to come. As Speaker Earl Nightingale said, we are at our very best and we are happiest when we are fully engaged in work we enjoy on the journey toward the goal we've established for ourselves. It gives meaning to our time off and comfort to our sleep. It makes everything else in life so wonderful, so worthwhile. Happy Labor Day, my friends, and a very happy birthday to my dad. Thank you for joining me on this journey of life. I hope that today's highlight has been encouraging, inspiring, and equipping so you can go out and live your life full of purpose. I'd be honored if you'd take a moment to leave a review or better yet, subscribe. We can also stay in touch by joining my email list at HollyCurby.com. That's H-O-L-L-Y-C-U-R-B-Y.com. Until next time, make it a great day for a great day.